you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings hi i'm vasu and we are together in this journey hello everyone and welcome back and i'm really sorry i wasn't able to uh, release an episode during the week uh, i was having covid so as you uh, might all know that in china currently uh, there is a huge uh, surge in covid cases and it's partly uh, because obviously the virus is very uh, uh, spreading really fast and it's mostly because uh, china lifted uh, the three year long zero covid policy and it completely lifted all the lockdowns which gave virus a chance to jump on to everybody and it definitely jumped into me and first couple of days were really bad and i was infected uh, by the covid and luckily i, I got recovered after four days i think i, I got my energy back uh, really back on fifth day and today as well uh, today is my sixth day um i'm not very uh impact infected right now uh, but i can still i can feel a little bit of lethargy and some tiredness uh just trying to recover and i came back to say hello so hello and welcome back and merry christmas today is 25th of december and i didn't see like enough downloads for last 2 to 3 days on my podcast and it's a good thing that people are uh, paying attention uh, to their loved ones and celebrating christmas not listening not consuming anything uh, from the social media and from the podcast that's a really nice thing to know so let's begin with today's topic i want to talk about uh how to paint the shades of white and what is white so uh, this is uh, one of the questions that uh, another uh, suggestion from Todd who asked me um, like would you do an episode if uh, how to paint whites in watercolor or do you leave the page page blank or do you leave the paper blank or do you use an opaque white or what else do you do uh, for highlights on your watercolor so uh, even before Todd asked this has been in my list to talk about and uh, it's one of my favorite favorite topic uh, to talk about white because uh, as a beginner i struggled a lot with how do i get uh, the color white in my painting without um how do i suggest white it's not it's rather than uh, painting white it's ra- uh, it's more about how do you suggest white in in so in case of um, pure white you know it's like a highlight or a shine shine on a metal surface or shine on a fruit you can just leave the paper alone there i just uh, leave the paper alone and i do not paint there absence of color is white to me in watercolor and using the opaque white is definitely out of question for me and there is nothing wrong or right and i have seen lot of uh, even very big artist uh, 
using white as a opaque on the on the watercolor which i personally don't like uh, but it's you're very welcome to do that uh, so in this episode i'm not just going to talk about whether you're going to leave the paper white or you're going to use the opaque white on that uh, it's it's a huge huge topic uh, about white uh, for instance even if you are painting shades of white what are the colors you are going to use as shades of white because uh, there are so many um, subjects for instance some flowers has uh, there are some uh, white flowers there's white bed sheet and then there are tablecloths and and a bunch of objects which are even in the landscape you you might see a lot of buildings are white and how to uh, capture that white uh, in reference to in reference to the environment uh, about that so um, i have a few uh, thoughts before i before i tell you what i do uh, first of all i uh, let's understand what is white and what are the shades of white so in if you see um, if you see white is nothing but the lightest shade of black or black is nothing but the darkest the darkest darkest shade of white so these two colors are very complementary to each other if you look at a black and white painting or or a black and white photograph that um, that was the only medium of capturing um, photograph in early days so the whole image is made out of uh, shades of whites and shades of blacks so basically this gray gray is the actual hero among all that photographs various shades of gray uh, are constructing that imagery and um, in 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 many locations it's completely white in many locations it's completely black and so on and so forth but if you look at a black and white imagery it's mostly the gray and what makes gray in watercolor because you know in in oil you can get gray of almost any color by adding a little bit of black and adding a little bit of white to it uh, because the colors mix really so well in in oil painting and you can get n number of permutations and combinations of colors and in oil painting but in case of um, watercolor it's a great thing that's what i love about watercolor is you can also get similar colors with a minimal um, amount of mixtures and to me when i look at white let me uh, give you one example uh, i think i'm going to upload a, pa- a painting I have uh, on this podcast uh, as a cover of this podcast so um, i will talk about that painting a little bit and how i have used only the shades of white in this whole painting so so to create black what i do is i mix all the three primary colors primary colors is just blue yellow and red so if you mix these three primary colors together you're going to get in equal amount you're going to get a very dark mixture and that mixture is nothing but black 
so if i'm painting cloud you know so the 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 black of the cloud it was a it's, it was a very big mystery for me for a very long time that what this color is how these painters are painting um, the cloud so accurately that um, the amount of black that is needed in this cloud especially on the bottom of the cloud because the top of the cloud usually tends towards um, towards white and if it's a gloomy weather if it's a gloomy or overcast conditions sky doesn't look look blue uh, look blue and sky also doesn't have any cloud but the overall all gloomy weather it it looks uh, it gives you some red it gives you some blue it gives you some um, some yellow as well so that's when i picked it up that okay these are the three primary colors that when added looks a certain um, shade of black and to me that's that's what i do so if i have to uh, to paint <coughs> something white and uh, there is like a little bit of off white so i will add yellow a little bit more than blue or more than red and uh, the mixture will be quite thin for me and that that suggests white in terms of gloomy weather or in terms of um, any any other thing that i want to paint which is um, suggesting white so that's this these three primary colors if added correctly gives you uh, a good gray or gives you a good shade of black or good shade of white and neighboring colors impact a lot when you are painting white for instance um, i i look it to look into i had a whole episode about uh, john singer sargent's watercolor painting so if you look at john singer sargent's watercolor painting i in fact also added this part in uh, in that episode uh, you might uh, re-listen to it or you might find it in some segment somewhere that i talked extensively about uh, the usage of white in in singer's painting and all those whites are induced whites they are not painted white uh, induced white means uh, singer painted um, darkness around the white and and these three colors somehow um, gave us gave that uh, illusion of white and uh, which was uh, not very strong white but uh, the background was such Uh, that even though he used a little bit of gray of what i told you right now even if you are using like you know just one color like blue on that particular area it won't come out as blue if you leave some white in in that paper and you paint a little bit of a color and that gives you um, an illusion of white so that's the neighboring colors the neighboring values um so the neighboring colors uh, can define the white very well if it is dark uh, in nature and what about if your neighboring colors is not so dark what about you are painting a house in sunlight and your sky is completely blue and which is very light blue uh, and it's a day 
atmosphere of the day and usually what happens is uh, if you look at the painting of Matt Sarraf or some other great watercolorist uh, who depict white very well in their paintings and it's usually in landscape I'm talking about right now um, what you can do is you know you can go you can leave some part white of the paper let's say you have a 10 square centimeter wall in your painting and uh, 10 square centimeter which is r probably it's a rectangular wall or maybe a square wall or or something similar to that which is a huge uh, value mass uh, and it is supposed to be white what you can do is you can leave a little bit of white um, on purpose and add some blue and add some yellow or um, red in, in small small patches uh, and um, with very very minimum uh, wash uh, very small touches of them without edges without edges it must be uh, noted that you are doing that without edges and how do you get rid of the edges use use some fresh water um, on the edge that you find immediately when you run a brush when you make a stroke you will definitely get two edges one on the top one on the bottom and maybe on the sides uh, if, if you're not careful at that point of time keep a brush handy and or a tissue handy and get rid of that edges and continue this uh, play of um, cool and warm cool and warm during that whole entire wall and this will give you a great sense of white and which will also be illuminating like a self-illuminating white uh, which is radiating uh, the color around the environment so th this this is a, a wonderful wonderful exercise if you can do and this will put you in a league of uh, monstead uh, peter peter monstead uh, a Scandinavian artist he mostly painted in uh, oil uh, but if you look at the walls he has done and you want to replicate that same thing in watercolor um, he played with cool and warm cool and warm with very minute details very very minute touches of, of, of these warm and cool colors in a whole um, white wall so so yes, um, you can definitely uh, use a, a play of cool and warm colors in a in not a very strongly intended way, in a in a half-hearted way, without using the edges. Lose the edge and use the space of white. So this is going to um, to be. Uh, to be the best way to paint white when you are dealing with large objects. Uh, now I want to talk about uh, whether whether you want to use masking fluid or not or whether you want to use masking tape or not. So what I do is I usually I have I don't even have masking fluid and I have never used it as well. I did have once I got uh, masking fluid for from a company called Paul Rubens who produced local 
products in China, and I don't know for some reason they named themselves as Paul Rubens, and I got in touch with them to promote uh, their stuff, and they sent me a few, uh, and and eventually I I found out that uh, the products were not so great that and I and also it was not a uh, a good deal for me uh, to um, to promote their stuff eventually but I uh, I got the masking fluid and some other stuff and some solvent from them uh, which I never used but masking fluid was good from them and I did use it on a couple of paintings uh, just to know but it's too much of a hassle for me you know to rub that masking fluid off I genuinely believe in a flow of while painting and as low the the distractions are the better for me so I usually I usually don't use masking fluid I just leave something entirely untouched on purpose and uh, if, if I can't wash completely um, if the the wash is not strong let's say I'm just doing um, a flat wash of blue which is light in color which is lighter in if your background is lighter in color what I usually do is uh, I purposely uh, first do a wet on wet layer I uh, with a fresh water I make sure I'm outlining uh, those locations that I want to leave and the color will not spill so that's one way to do it other way to do it is if you can't help it if you can't help but the color will go there I use uh, I keep a tissue paper handy with me and some some brush with some water and once I finish the uh, the whole wash the, uh, the consistency of the wash is good at that point of time what I do is I just put a tissue on where I wanted to clean it up and then I lift the color uh, that's the way I I preserve the whites or I preserve the uh, the part of the painting that I wanted to keep in a different color or a lighter color or a lighter value even if you don't want to put it in lighter value it's a good idea to preserve uh, the parts of the painting because even if uh, like you have uh, like let's say a light blue background but and you're painting a tree around that area and your background is already being painted so your green when mixed with blue it will look very different it will get a lot more darker than the than the rest of the area so it, it will generate some sort of inconsistencies in uh, in your work and uh, a good idea is to is to keep the places where you want to paint from different color uh, aside uh, from the giant wash I am not so sure that how much I am able to uh, to convey this uh, this idea to you but whatever I have mentioned this is exactly how I how I paint and this is exactly how I think about it and using the opaque white I have never ever used the opaque white like the only white that I have right now is uh, Chinese white in my palette and it's hardly ever being touched and I will you I will tell you when do I use those Chinese white but I never uh, make a dark mixture of white and put it somewhere on the paint. 
somehow to me it looks uh, unnatural um, and it breaks the whole point of uh, transparency of watercolor it's uh, in the photograph it may look great but i never um, i have got much better result when i left something completely white on my own uh, as a as a surface as a white surface but and some people think using opaque white color is not it's not uh, with the spirit of the watercolor and i don't uh, i don't think it's the spirit of the watercolor it's it's a personal choice and i'm saying it's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong and i don't see people who the people who do it uh, any lower than me or any higher than me it's it's just a personal choice you can uh, you can well use the opaque colors um, it's a personal choice for me because i i like the result with with all the transparency intact in my painting and and that's uh, that's the way it is it's something that you can like or dislike and as we grow older we uh, we become stubborn on 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 certain things and because it it's kind of you know every individual has their have their own traditions in their mind and we uh, as a human being um, i think we develop as a institution inside we there this is a there is an institution within us um, as an individual itself that okay this is this is the rule that i have made for myself and the longer you go the more you practice and and stronger it becomes so uh, those traditions those internal traditions become stronger um, as you age and um, that way <laughs> it's very difficult for me uh, to use opaque white on my painting i might use it if it is there is no other choice on that particular painting and i have to do it even then i use like a, a razor blade or maybe some sort of scraper on the watercolor not to damage the paper and then i use a razor like a old shaving razor blade and run it on the on the paper that's another way you can uh, create some textures uh if if you have already painted something on there and you want to preserve some white that's another way to do it okay let me tell you uh another important thing how i use the white actually in the paint in the painting so you might have seen uh um the color of the walls you know the color of the walls especially the neutral colors the neutral colors in china you will see a lot of neutral colors uh, neutral colors means something which is blue but it also looks like green and it also gives like you know it's dimmed down somehow so these kind of colors like the toys of the babies especially the bed sheets and um, uh, and the pillow cases pillow covers are of such colors and then these colors are very popular in walls as well you know something that is uh, dimmed down a level uh, or a value down of of a of a strong consistent color you have somehow taken life out of it you know or some faded color 
so what I do in watercolor because uh, I get to see I uh, as you might see that I paint a lot of uh, windows and doors and when you are painting doors or windows you definitely are painting a wall beside it and in such cases what happens is these colors are not ready-made available in watercolor it's not in your palette uh, if, if there's a red wall it doesn't look bright red uh, in 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 reality what you get is uh, the red is somehow uh, like faded red or uh, usually it's yellow ochre a yellow wall which has faded a little bit and it's very hard to find that color so what I do is at that point of time I use white as a individual color and add red to it and that becomes that color so this, this is the only way I use uh, the, the, the Chinese white paint and, and that, that's how I paint um, that's how I use the, uh, the, the, the Chinese white uh, in my in my paintings and I will share some paintings some other day or you can just look into my Instagram uh, and look at the paintings where I've done uh, doors and windows and you might definitely find in some places I have used uh, used a color that is not in the palette and it comes out really fresh or it comes out quite realistic uh, when uh, when you look it into the context so that's the way you can use white to take life out of something you know to add fadedness uh, to something so that's uh, that's one way to use white now let me talk about the painting that I am uh, posting with this episode as I think I have po posters, uh, posted this painting a couple of episode backs but I will upload it again as a cover on this uh, particular episode so that uh, while you are listening you can look at this painting on your phone and think about what I have done so let me uh, so the painting is in front of me and you see three different parts one is the sky and sky is a gloomy weather it's a it's a winter scene it's a gloomy weather so the mixture that I have used and it's a flat wash it's a it's a wet and wet wash very wet wash and the mixture is again blue yellow red these three colors blue and in this case I'm using lime yellow lime yellow and um, um, ultramarine blue as my blue and red is um, the brilliant red which gives you a little bit of pinkish kind of red uh, so kind of a pinkish color pink uh, red uh, pink blue and yellow lime yellow so these three colors so the sky is these three colors and now if you look at the trees so the trees are a little bit dense but they're not green they are same exact color <laughs> same exact mixture I haven't even changed the mix I have just made it concentrated and it's a little bit of darker version of that so the trees are the same color and you won't believe it now the foreground is snow 
and there are certain areas in the snow um, that you can see uh, I have left most of the snow as white uh, but of, obviously there are um, uh, there are foot marks in the snow and there are uh, certain ups and downs in the snow uh, the crests and the troughs in the snow um, these are all uh, captured by again the same mixture same color that is blue red and yellow so if you're looking at this painting i have just uh, the, like the 95 percent of the painting is just being painted by these three colors used in exact same quantity exact same um, uh, comp uh, mix uh, mix of the paint 30 30 30 and it's it gives you unique result it's it our eyes are so contextual it sees things in context because uh, you know I think uh, our mind think thinks it's very very smart and uh, we immediately try to make meaning and it works most of the time you know if you are painting something if a person looks at a imagery he first of all gets a very good idea what it is I already if I if, if I hadn't told you it's a winter scene you definitely already know it's a winter scene and as soon as you see it's a winter scene so the, obviously the top will be the sky because the sky is always on the top and snow is always in the bottom if, if it's a landscape so your eyes did a wonderful job your brain did a wonderful job of identifying and filling in the blanks for you and recognizing this uh, this imagery as uh, uh, as a winter scene but these are all three same three colors your eyes is deceiving you now because it, it is making meaning out of the context uh, sorry into the context so since it is uh, winter and this thing looks much more whiter uh, this is going to be this is the snow that's that's the first uh, idea you will get and absolutely it is the snow and it this is where the artists play in your mind it our the viewers uh, the audience uh, the observer gives you enough forgiveness uh, when they are looking at your painting the observer gives you enough forgiveness already by making sense out of your painting so once they start making sense out of, out of your painting they are definitely going to ignore a lot of mistakes first of all because as an artist we know all the mistakes that we have done they are not aware of uh, the mistakes that we have done so like, let's say you have 15 big mistakes uh, you know in, uh, in your painting he will be able to see only five or six of them of course like it has to be a good painting so if you have done a uh, done a good job of of not screwing up the um, the proportion because eyes don't forgive proportions that's one of the biggest disadvantage you know like the observer doesn't uh, forgive the disproportion because it's um, you know it's that's the basic concept of beauty among um, everyone else symmetry is always seen as beauty everybody who has uh, a symmetrical face is considered to be more attractive than one with the asymmetrical face 
so if you haven't uh, done a blunder with um, with proportion if you haven't done a blunder with dirtiness if it is, if your painting is clean enough you you have a unadded like you know advantage unasked for advantage it's a it's a pre it's a given advantage to you already that the observer is so the the observer has already given you some advantage on identifying your painting as as something that you intended it to be and the observer is already into your painting so do check out uh, this image while i'm talking about this all these three colors are all these three different areas and these are big areas of this painting and all of them are done by only these three colors and i have just uh, you know uh, just used the palette as okay i can see a little bit of uh, of uh, green and blue here or i can see a little bit of a yellow part here so i have played with that i have played a little bit of with warmth and um, and coolness of of this uh, mixture and and then i have used it and uh, the top part is all of them are wet on wet except the snow the snow is just uh, uh, just wet on dry when i needed it to be uh, because I haven't painted everywhere. I have only painted where I wanted to denote a certain um, denote a certain sections of the snow uh, as as ups and downs and as footmarks and as some other other marks on the snow. So yes, so I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode and learned a little bit about whites and uh, whites in watercolor and how to use it and i i didn't prepare a lot today uh, to speak about it i just had a couple of points um written on my uh, on my hand and i went on speaking about it uh, from as much i know if i i wish i had a little bit more um longer list which i could have spoken more uh, but I, I wanted to come back to the podcast because it has been really long um, and a very testing week for me. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that. And I uh, one good thing that I got recently was uh, last week I got my desk, my new painting desk, uh, which is height adjustable and which also gives you five levels of incline and it's amazing setup for me right now it's a glass top as well and it's as big as i wanted it to be and i hopefully you're going to see a lot more painting from me now it's and especially some more classes on skillshare because i had so many topics uh, that i have recently gotten from uh, the feedback uh, from this podcast and um, now my attitude is more towards uh, what do I want to teach versus what do you want to learn? So I know what you want to learn now from thanks to the podcast uh, listeners who came out, reach out to me and and they they uh, they share their feedback about what they exactly want to learn. 
so I, I noted them down and um, and I'm going to to generate some class on that I started recording a little bit yesterday and I did a little bit of painting and uh, the subject was how to get dimensions in your how to make your painting look more three-dimensional or how to uh, create a sense of volume in your in your paintings and uh, it's going to be just a one hour class with with a uh, one hour or a little bit more uh, with um, uh, with example of one painting so I will probably record it this week and it will be out on the new year until then I have six more classes on my Skillshare do check them out and I definitely need some reviews and uh, and uh, increased number of uh, students on my Skillshare. I'm not doing very well on Skillshare or as as a matter of fact anywhere else because I I am not aware of uh, what works um, out out there and what doesn't work. I have seen so many classes doing so well on Skillshare and the content they offer is is really not up to the mark <laughs> to me uh, literally they do not teach um, they do not teach realism at least uh, and they're probably highly overrated uh, as compared to that my classes are definitely much better do check them out um, also check out my Instagram if you wish to see my paintings and I, I there was a time I used to to post almost every single day while I'm painting but now I paint I post at least twice a week whenever I paint uh, and also some behind the scenes so thank you so much uh, for your effort do rate this podcast uh, I, I could use some help I could use some support in whatever platform you're listening um, please subscribe to this and do give a rating uh, it's right now it's a very small podcast and i want this to go to as many uh, artists as many uh, beginners and newcomers uh, who, who can listen and take advantage out of this thank you so much for listening bye bye